Another one. You know it's Will Smith and DJ Khaled. Uh, too late, y'all done wound me up. Too late, y'all done wound me up. About to show you what I'm working with. It's the Alibaba, it's the Big Papa, it's the Blue. Jasmine like a flower, it's the Ooh. grand you wishes it don't even cost a dollar. Hey. You got in on the carpet when you rotten wanna holler like hey. hey. Tell me where you wanna go. Hold yeah, I said that. Hey. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Friendly Fire. I am your boy Khalif. And I am your girl Jamise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're talking in cadence, but there you go. Uh, it's because <laughs> Well, Will Smith. We'll bring that out of you. Probably the greatest rapper of he all does. time. He makes, you know, he's so youthful. Um, but I'm not going to say that on a podcast. No, I'm going to say it. I think he is. Everybody, okay. everybody knows Will. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm, but first I want to say this. I want to apologize to everyone for the, this is our, um, time heist episode because. Yes. Um, I started out with saying it was episode 58 a few episodes ago. It was actually 57. Oops. So this one is 57. So we didn't have a 57. So now you have to like jump back and get your 57. (laughs) So yeah, get this 57 and go back. Listen to 58 and 59 again. And of course we want to keep it light. I mean, you know, the other episodes we talked about uh, the end of Avengers Endgame. And that's really sad. A lot of people traumatized. And then we talked about, um, you know, the the working class, you know, their their representation. But today we're going to keep it light and fun because as you know Khalif and I love going to the movies and we are like pop culture royalty because we know everything like that (laughs) show me what you're working with yeah and if you have um if you you probably recognize that little background music if you grew up in the 90s you know you you know the iconic film Aladdin there you go or Aladdin depending on where you are in the world Disney version. I think there may be other versions of this out there. We're talking about the Disney Aladdin. So before we get that, let's get some house cleaning out the way. We definitely want to say, guys, if you're listening to us and you like to travel, please use Agoda.com. Absolutely. Because you can get five-star ratings. You'll get five-star living for three-star prices. I don't even know what their slogan is. I don't know either. But I do want to say, because our next episode is going to talk about our upcoming trip to Jordan, and I did book everything through Agoda, so we not only do we promote it, we also are customers for a long time, actually. Yeah, that actually sounds like, remember the hair club for men? That's what I was going for, but I don't know, if you're not American, you I don't know these hair club for men commercials, but they were hilarious. I'm not also, what do you say? I'm not also something, but I'm also a client. Yes, yeah. yes. And don't forget, if you're in America, please also come to crusade.net and click on our links and use, if you like to order electronics from Best Buy, because Best Buy is the way to buy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to get these, I'm trying to get the house cleaning out the you way. You know, we're just going to make up slogans for these corporations. That's just how we roll. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> but again, also, we, we don't promote things that we don't actually buy and use. And I've gotten all my expensive electronics from Best Buy. And I'm very – and I used to work for them. I will give that shout-out. And that was a really good job. So Yeah, she just bought – dude, you're getting a Dell. Yes. Enough of the house cleaning. I've already done swept the carpet. Out. There we go. We cleaned it up. Speaking so. of carpets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, let's show them a whole new world. So we're talking about Aladdin 2019. Well, first and foremost, um, oh, I'm not going to get in my opinion. If you have never seen Aladdin, I don't know what's wrong with you, but <laughs> the the live action movie is very similar to the animated version. So this isn't a spoiler episode because everyone should have already seen this movie before. Um, yeah, that's very similar. So, so no spoiler like things. I'm not gonna, you know, nothing you don't already know. So let's give them a, just a little taste of a summary. Uh-huh. So you have Aladdin is a lovable street urchin who meets Princess Jasmine, the beautiful daughter of the Sultan of Agrabah. While visiting her exotic palace, Aladdin stumbles upon a magic oil lamp that unleashes a powerful, wisecracking, larger-than-life genie. As Aladdin and the genie start to become friends, they must soon embark on a dangerous mission to stop the evil sorcerer, Jafar, from overthrowing young Jasmine's kingdom. It's... Okay. Yes. That's a, that's a good summary. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> so who are the stars? Well, we'll start off with one of my childhood favorites, Will Smith. Hey. As the genie, which is not as scary as people think, because I think they're worried that he will be blue the entire movie. He is not blue and big the entire movie. So cool your jets. He's he's Will. Pump the brake. <laughs> so then we have Naomi. Oh, excuse me. Naomi. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Naomi. Naomi Scott. Mm-hmm. She's a British Indian actress. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's playing Jasmine. Yeah, sorry. You've she's... seen her in The Martian briefly, and she was the star in Power Ranger. She's the, the Pink Ranger. Pink Ranger, which was really funny because she's kind of like, yeah, generally seem very pink and cutesy, but that's who she is. I'm not gonna talk about that movie because her character is a little weird to me. Okay. But I did appreciate her in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, who we got next? Oh. The hero, the, the hero, cutie patootie. Oh my gosh, the dimples that are just, ooh, I just love dimples, and I'm partial because I have dimples. So people, you know, it just makes you extra cute. Yeah, we got Mina, like Ma- the cherry on top. Mina Masood as mm-hmm. the hero Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know him from the Canadian series Open Heart. Um, he also played Tariq Kasa in Amazon Prime series Jack Ryan. I just. Okay, that's interesting. The show is called Open Heart. Do you know if it's a a uh, like a medical drama? Did you? See no, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Okay, I was just curious because there's some book game thing that I play, and then one of the books is called Open Heart. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then we have Marwan Kazadi. He's Jaffa. Yes. He's a Do- he's Deutsch Tanzanian. No. What? Not tan- Tunisian. Oh, sorry, my bad, brother. <laughs> Tunisian, sorry, yeah. I missed. That that that's all right. I I caught it, and um, so that means that he's from the Netherlands, but his uh, ethnicity is or original nationality, or whatever, is Tunisia. Um, I was like, man, Jafar looks evil and a little bit old, and then I looked up that he's the same age as me, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> well, and you also may know him from movies, the remake of Ben Hur. And the Mummy, 2017. I missed that. I missed Ben Hur, and I I can't believe I missed the the. I saw the original, of course, but I I just I knew that one was coming out, and I totally forgot to watch it. Like that's so strange because I wanted to see it. Then we have the lovable, beautiful, Nassim Patrad. Mm-hmm. She's an Iranian American. You may also know her voice from Despicable Me, 
and the Lorax. And she's also a stand-up comedian. Don't forget that. And you you have seen her on New Girl. She plays the lovable partner of I think uh, the the black character, the shorter coach. black character, not Coach, the other the one who's a police officer. Oh, I can't think his name. If you see New Girl, you know who I'm talking about. She's this petite um, oh, yeah. partner that he falls Damon in love Wayne's with. Damon Wayne's replacement. No, they both were on the show together, but I know. whatever. When Damon Wayne, it doesn't left. matter. That that's where you've seen her actual look. Um, then we have um, Naveed Negabon. Negabon. Another Iranian American. Uh, he's been on Homeland. Twenty four. Mistress. Mistresses. Oh, mistresses. And plays the sh- the Shadow King on Fox uh, FX Legion. There's a lot of TV that we haven't seen, so if we're totally messing this up, um, please forgive us because you know we have Netflix, but we don't really watch a lot of TV from the states, so sometimes we miss some things. And then the director is Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was released on May 23rd. Remember that date. And opening week. Why do we need to remember that date? Oh, because I want to talk about opening weekend. Oh, okay. So opening weekend, it grossed $91 million, but $255 million by May 30th. And today, and we saw it, what, two days ago? June 1st? Yeah, two days ago. So um, I'm like, it, it's still pulling in lots of money. Uh, so we'll see what the final numbers are as it uh, goes. It's very popular uh, worldwide. We've been waiting for this film for a really long time. Yes. And so now let's get into what did we thought. What was our thoughts on the movie? What did you think? Of course, we both loved it. We don't talk about movies we don't like. So this is like a duh for anybody listening to us. Um, so it was... I thought it was really, I said, you know, Disney is, is legit magical and I hate to stroke their ego because they're like this, this own entity of themselves. But even though, you know, the original movie, like backwards and forwards, all which ways, all the songs by heart, still watching the live action was like, a, I mean, it's like a whole new experience. So I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, how, how do they do that? You know, you're, you're just engrossed the entire time, even though you know the story. So it's, it's part of Disney magic, I guess. <laughs> oh man. Um, it was weird. I had my, um, reservations going into this movie. One, because I, re- I remember when they released the stills mm-hmm. and I saw like the big blue Will Smith. I know everybody was like, what is it? I was like, ooh, this is going to look horrible. Yeah. But in the movie, it did not look that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked great, actually. Mm-hmm. And and I loved how they toyed with, um, oh, I'll talk about that later. But um, I just like how they did give him a human presence to play off of. And he didn't have to be blue the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, it made me feel like. Because I loved the original back in 1992. Yes. Um, and remember being as a kid singing all the songs and it kind of brought we, that. And we sang all the songs in the theater too. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and it brought it brought back that child feeling yeah, that, that I love. Yeah, that joy, that, that innocence, you know. And, um, and I just think that that just goes to show that the millennial generation, we grew up on this and now we're making it again and we're bringing back like – we're bringing it to life what we imagined when we were kids, and that's really cool. Bring it to life and maybe fixing some corrections or making corrections, if you will. Right. You know, because when you know better, you do better, right? Yeah. So, okay, I would say this. This is kind. Of, this section is kind of old versus new. 
Um, not so thoroughly old versus new, but let's just talk about like the first one. Um, the genie, the genie is a huge part of this film. And, you know, a lot of people had reservations on it because even I, because the late great Robin Williams was spectacular in the, as the genie originally. And I was scared that Will Smith was going to flub it up, mm-hmm. but Will Smith gave it a fresh Prince makeover, <laughs> if you will. He made it fresh, <laughs> funky fresh. I mean, can your friend do this? I was like, what? The genie's beatboxing? Yeah. And they're breakdancing? And to be honest, I'm sure had Robin Williams still been around and been able to do this role, that he would have brought it a, a fresh take as well. So I think it was really honorable to be able to still like let Robin Williams' genie stand as that and then develop a new version of genie. Yeah, and that's the thing I liked about it because, I mean, it was just like when um, when they were in the desert and the genie is talking to Aladdin and he's like, oh, I know that look. What's her name? And he's like, it's a girl. And he's like, yeah, she's a princess, aren't they all? And the way he had that whole dreamy expression mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a real childlike, playful manner, which I really enjoyed. It was a little different from Robin Williams' chaotic playfulness mm-hmm. so he was kind of okay people if you saw the movie hitch mm-hmm. that's what this really like br- like that kind of cool mm-hmm. i'm trying to set up mm-hmm. the option for you to get with the person you want to get with that's the feeling that he kind of brought yeah and also not to okay i'm gonna give it away um the story where the handmaiden was like crushing on his handmaid on his not handmaiden but um his partner, mm-hmm. the genie, mm-hmm. the man genie. <laughs> and so I loved that little how he tried to talk to her. And Delilah. He like, yeah. yeah, he was trying to talk to Delilah. He's like, mm-hmm. would you like to um, go for a walk, a stroll? Um, just kids contagious because he couldn't like he kept flubbing up the yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a thousand years. He's been locked up. So, yeah. Um, next, we have. The villain of the movie. And I mean, a villain is only as good as his hero. So, uh. but, oh, sorry. A hero is only as great as his villain. Okay. <laughs> That's what I meant. And so we're talking about Jafar. Yes. Now. He was evil. <laughs> and he wasn't very funny. And that was the difference, I think, because in the animated version, he was kind of funny. You know, but in this one, there was no joking with Jafar, period. Well, I mean, I like because, OK, in the cartoon, Jafar, um, in the cartoon, Jafar seemed very assured of himself and what he wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And he didn't seem to have any um, folly until he went power mad at the end when he got the lamp finally. Yeah. But this one, I liked um, his. um Short man complex, if you will. I can't think of it. Um, I don't think he had a short man complex. It's I not think short was, man. I think we we understood his ambition a he lot more. He had ambition. More. What I'm trying to say is, um, he had a um some type of complex where he was he hated to be second best, and he knew he but was. But we second. knew that from the animated movie. Like that's not that's not new. I thought it was. But I don't remember it. Yeah, Jafar, that's okay. I didn't. No, it's just I think that came out more when he was um wanting to be all powerful. But I didn't think he had like a second best complex cuz he was 
next in line, not next in line to be the sultan, but he was the advice, the vizier of the sultan. So he but was he pretty powerful. Yeah, but he didn't like being that role. And so like that's, again, that's similar. You just don't really remember it that much because it's hard to to show this with a cartoon, you know, but with the real human acting out those emotions, it's easier to see. But that's not different from the Oh, original. okay. Well, yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> but that's what I liked. And I liked... But he had a backstory in this one, and he never had a backstory before. Yes. And he did have that. And that's another part that I add. Like, um, when he took Aladdin to the Cave of Wonders, and they were in the desert. And Aladdin had the um, hairpin that he put into his pocket. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was once like you. And then he just like rose up his hand and he had the bracelet in his hand. I was like, man, Jafar got some, um, he has some sticky fingers. Yes. He's good. Yes. And later in the movie, how he stole the lamp. He did. How he stole the lamp off Aladdin was very smooth. I was like, And so Jafar, you know, he grew up poor. He, he was a thief. He'd been in prison. Um, so we get to know where that ambition, that hunger comes from. And now we're going to talk about our hero and heroine, mm-hmm. um, Aladdin. I mean, Jameez has already pointed out that he's a cutie patootie. Oh, my gosh. He's so hot. <laughs> okay. How about this? How about this? But you know what? I got to tell you, you know, in the cartoon, he didn't wear a shirt. But in the real version, he wears a shirt all the time. And I'm kind of, like, disappointed in that because it would have been nice to see him in just a little vest. I'm just saying. Well, you got a was... little peek at the chest when it was all unbuttoned. It's like, you know, you just go ahead and just take Why that Why is my off. wife smiling about this? <laughs> um, but that was a um, a correction that they had to make. Because they said, like, um, like the outfits that the hero and the heroine wore. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of flack was because they were like, oh, she's a child. He's a child. Why is he running around bare-chested in Agrabah? You know, and why is she... <laughs> and why is she walking around, like, in a two-piece? Yeah, they made, they made the shirts a bit longer. Um, because, really, as a princess, she wouldn't be dressed like a belly dancer. And exactly. That's, that's the original Jasmine. If any of you have ever dressed up for Jasmine, it's Halloween. That's the original costume, the the blue green costume that has is just like a belly shirt and the 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 belly dancer pants or whatever you want to call them. But they did. But the designers of the costumes did do a throwback to this. Um, Jasmine wore like a very similar outfit. The color costumes wise, are the same. But um. They but had you give it. it context, right? Well, it just it wasn't her. She didn't have midriff, but they had like she did this, have a little bit. No, it was flesh colored um, material mm. okay. wove, woven into the the outfit that made it. It was all one piece. It was like one solid um, outfit, mm. but it made it look like it was out, and it wasn't. So because yeah. they said they wanted her to look more like royalty and not like as you said a belly, belly dancer. dancer. Yeah. But see, what was really cool about that uh, dress, and I'm sure this will now be a really popular Halloween costume, um, it's actually peacock. It looks, it made to look like peacock feathers yes. um, going to the bottom. So it's like her costume, all the costumes were absolutely beautiful in and, and the film. So um, that was really fun. And they're very colorful and bright, and they were more culturally appropriate then uh, I mean it is a cartoon so you know cartoons is whatever but when you make it live action it's important to be that appropriate because these are real people and you're trying to display a real culture that you made up that exists in the Arab world okay and I want to I want to I want to ask this question to you versus the old versus new 
this is I did feel this way in the movie, and I want to know, did you feel this way? Um, coming out of the live action, it seemed like it was more of a Jasmine story. Aladdin was in it, but like they made enough changes to the to this version to make it more of a um, balanced tale. Like she had kind of ambitions to draw to her people, and because she she mentioned some philosophy where. Our king, the kingdom is only successful as like the. No, most... you're only as happy, or something. Something her mother had told her. Yes, I mean it was still philosophy, but it's mm-hmm. like I, I remind me of what Confucius would say: like the king has to take care of even the beggar of the of the kingdom. If mm-hmm. not, it goes into um, upheaval. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminded me of that what she said, and so it seemed like she really wasn't wanted to be in touch with her people, and reason why she snuck out mm-hmm. because the moment we see her she's stealing bread or she took bread and gave it to some hungry kids that she's yeah, trying to help which is like the cartoon well in the cartoon it was an apple no it was no bread. it was an apple it was bread. no it was an apple but um well whatever she stole aladdin, something to give to little kids who are begging but aladdin has stole the bread mm-hmm. and this movie he stole a, a boo stole a necklace for some dates i don't know no, not important. They no, just stealing just saying, things, and she didn't have any money, which was funny. So, so do you feel the same way? Like this was kind of more of a Jasmine movie, not no. Aladdin. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I think it struck a good balance, but again, the movie is named Aladdin, and um, it really is about his arc and learning that he. It doesn't really matter where he comes from it's just you know it's kind of like you you can make yourself your own man and that's the point of the aladdin story and so that i still think that it i mean the movie's called aladdin not aladdin and jasmine but i mean of course she's like a star she's 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 the heroine of the movie if you will but i don't think it was like too focused on jasmine but it made sense of why more sense of why she would still be attracted to aladdin as aladdin and wouldn't be too bothered about where he came from, you know, because she did have a love for her people, similar to, I guess, she mentioned her mother a lot in the movie. So that's something. Well, yeah, that was that was good because also I didn't put this on. OK, no, I'm just moving to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the high notes of the story, but there were new high notes added in or n- new gems. Um, the backstory about her mother, because in the cartoon, the original 92 series uh, movie, you didn't know why the king kept her locked up in the castle all the time and she had to sneak out. Yeah, that was really unclear in the animated movie. It was like, oh, does he just think that she's like, you know, a, a, a thing that he owns? You know, you got that impression in the first movie. But in the in this remake, it was it's it was his fear because we learned that her mother was assassinated, and I guess they never caught the person, so that's why there's so many guards and there's so much security, and she doesn't have freedom to like roam around in her community. So that makes more sense when you think about it like that. Now, and, and the other high notes, you know, um, they did make a change, which I thought was excellent. Um, if you guys remember in the cartoon, it said touch nothing but the lamp mm-hmm. when he's walking into the cave of wonders mm-hmm. here in the live action. It said, take nothing but the lamp. You you catch that? Mm-hmm. Because if 
if you you can't walk through the cave of wonders because in the cartoon he touched he said touch nothing but the lamp he touched the carpet he touched gold i mean things that he had to walk on he's touching these things right so okay i didn't see i didn't rewatch the original animated so i don't oh, know the I just, exact words i was i was youtubing some of the stuff um some of the animated movie just so i can be fresh but in this it said, but i feel like that was kind of messed up because he didn't Neither one of them actually took anything, and the Cave of Wonder still went crazy. And I thought that was really messed Whoa. up because Abu just picked up the ruby. He was he was holding it. He didn't put it in his in his little jacket or anything. He was just the ruby holding was it. too big to put in his jacket. But he was just holding it. He hadn't gone anywhere yet. He's just the, sitting there. The monkey's a thief. But he's just sitting there holding it. He wasn't sitting there. No, his actions was holding it. His he heart just, was gonna take it because okay. you saw his eyes. He had the beady yes. eyes. But Aladdin wasn't. I mean, how can you be punished for what your monkey does anyway? And Aladdin probably would have been like shook out abu and be like because he i think he did in the animated movie or even or the cartoon or something he shakes abu and things come out the little monkey's jacket so i think that well that was, it was unfair that he got punished for what the monkey was was doing so that's all yeah. i'm saying but yeah so it said take nothing but the lamp and i like that that little added change to the rule because then it does give the freedom when it's it like the mistake where they he could touch things or he's walking someplace or he's hopping and he has to grab hold of a rock and there's a gold coin there and he touches that by accident. I thought that was great. Um, some other high notes of the movie. I mean, the whole new world sequence, um, that was just classic because it was that call back from earlier when there was one jump ahead of the lawman and he's like, do you trust me? And they had to jump from house to house. Um, what about that? No, I said it was a great callback when the scene, like seeing it live, like you saw uh, the yeah, wonders, yeah. you saw like, do you trust me? And she yeah. had that look like, what did you say? Mm-hmm. Her look sold it. And the kiss, the, their first kiss with the carpet pushing so them towards. Cute. Oh, it was adorable. It was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> and it was like a great buildup. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. They, I mean, it really like they had sold really it. good chemistry. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was palpable on, on screen. Um, what was another high moment? Um, I loved... Okay, this is not a high note. I'm just talking about the story. Um, I love the gray area added into this. Like, it's all in the details of your wish. So then the genie is free to interpret if you don't really give specific wish instructions, if you will. Mm-hmm. I like that because in the cartoon, Jafar wished to be an all-powerful genie. He wanted to be the most powerful being in the in the universe, an all-powerful genie. And when he became a genie, that locked him, that put, that made him a slave, basically, to anyone who catches him. But in this one, it was interpreted like he wanted to be the most powerful being in the universe. So then the genie interpreted. No, he didn't. He he said I wanted to be the I wanted to be the most powerful sorcerer. Sorcerer, but that's not a genie. Yeah, later Aladdin convinced him that a genie is more powerful, but he asked the genie to make him the most powerful sorcerer. Yeah, a sorcerer. And so but then when he was so when Aladdin is throwing out the whole like genie issue mm-hmm. the wish can then be because he says, Oh, there's gray area. He he always says there's gray area mm-hmm. and then he made him into a genie. Mm-hmm. And like ultimate cosmic power. Itty bitty little space. Yeah. And I love that. It was that was great like retellings. Yeah. Um 
I can't think of another high note. There's others, but you know, the whole, oh, and I love the best scene, like the, the, well, I should say the best scene because the kissing is really good, but like the over, okay. There are two really amazing scenes that I really appreciate. They added to this, um, is that when they're flying on the magic carpet, takes on the magic carpet ride, the places that they fly around are like iconic in the air world. And since living here, it really kind of, it touched me because like, oh, I know those places, you know, like when they had, they flew over the dolphins. We know there's dolphins in Oman and Yemen and things like that. And they flew, there's like terrace gardens. There's a beautiful terrace garden mountain in Saudi Arabia. So they included some real uh, natural wonders that are available in the air world to make you think it's not just desert out here. And a lot of people think that, but um, I mean, there, there's a lot of different parts of the air world. That and is it beautiful. Is really beautiful and diverse. You know, it's not all just dunes and desert, you know, so that's important. I think they, that was really nice. And then the other, my favorite scene was when, um, you know, Prince Ali is coming into the city and it's so much colors and so much fanfare. And it was so exciting that I turned to Anthony and I said that, um, I said that it would be so great. Disney World or Disneyland has to do a parade like this with Aladdin oh, yeah. um, at their theme parks because it is just the coolest thing. And it's really fun to watch. So that was really, those are my two, um, I really enjoyed those scenes a lot. I enjoyed that one too. And, um, but yeah, and since you brought that up with the um, locations, famous things about the Arab world, the portrayal of Arabs in the, uh, in the movie, I thought it was excellent. Mm -hmm. Very um, true to tale, if you will. Like the costumes um, was from different areas of the Arab world. Um, you had, as you said, like the locations. Also, the songs have been changed, um, which I loved, which also gave the movie a fresh not, take. Not all the songs, but uh, there wording. was a very notable word wording change um, in the opening song. Or ly well, lyric, where um, in the original it talks about um, where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey. It's home. That was the original one mm -hmm. in 92. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was a kid, didn't even think about it. I just like, oh, it's crazy. But then in this now living here, you know, hearing like where they speak a different tongue or something. I forget the actual lyric, but it's saying something like where it's chaotic. But, hey, it's home. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then in the. Um, it's true because it is chaotic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's home. <laughs> And then you also had um, in the Prince Ali scene when he's coming into town, they corrected the um, um, the the line from the original movie was "brush off your Sunday salam," and that's not true. Sunday is actually Monday for the re for the for this world, mm -hmm. for this part of the world, and Friday is the holy day, family day. Mm -hmm. So they, they made that little change, like when he said, and brush off your Friday salam. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because it's just like those little truth nuggets thrown in made a truth to Arab culture. I thought that was wonderful. But any any other portrayal of Arab world or Arabs in the movie that you you may enjoyed? Uh, no, I mean, they they hit a lot of cultures, like you said. And I even noticed like the different 
and they were dancing, like in the dance scene with Jasmine. You know, they had different types of dancing. They had even oh, yeah. um, they had Indian dancing and Turkish dancing. You know, so in Jordanian dancing, I recognize this because I have a f- quite a few coworkers and students for different Arab countries. When we have Culture Day, I do get to experience you know the dancing, the music. Um, so it was really interesting because there again, it's a pretend country in the Arab world so you can you know kind of pick and choose and borrow and I noticed that the palace kind of looked a lot like the Hagia Sophia even though I have not been there yet but the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul that's kind of what that's pretty much what that palace looked like to me and if you've been to Turkey maybe you can you know confirm or whatever leave us uh, some comments about that so and we're getting to the final section where I thought um, to me it was a little important. You may not think so, but there was a, it seemed to be a little divisive um, criticism from the critics. Um, the on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience gave it a ninety four percent, which is I of mean course. that's great. Of course, yeah. But yeah. the audience critics, loves it. Audience loves it. But the critics gave it a fifty four percent, and I just want oh yeah sorry fifty six. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of like glancing at my notes. Um, I would just would like to read some of the things that the um, critics said. Is yeah. this, are these critic quotes? Oh uh, yeah, these okay. are critic. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Critic quotes. <laughs> Thank you. Can you can you hit the first one for me, please? Okay, with Aladdin. Uh oh. Oh, sorry. I I had to like. I want to make sure I get it right. Oh, sorry. Okay, with Aladdin, they've done the leveling with just enough style and pizzazz that most moviegoers who won't care that it's a retread and the leads are good enough to make you hope they'll go on to something real. I don't know what that's supposed to even mean. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, it was one. He gave it a low, a, like, kind of like not a great score. Um, th- their name wasn't on it, so I wanted to get it, but I don't want to blast a person. Um, well, what kind of movie critics are these? Are these, like, you know, from the movie, from, like, well, different these are, websites or newspapers or yeah, they work for newspapers, but they also write for Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, OK, so um, these could just be like fan critics, too. Um, Well, they're actually um, there's two type of critics on Rotten Tomatoes. You have the actual movie critics mm-hmm. and some of these I got them from. And then you have the audience ones. Um, Some of the audience ones were very long, mm. so I didn't include them, but they Basically, I'll just sum up what the audience said. The audience basically kind of like the first one talked about how it was kind of a retread, but it was fun to see Will Smith. And he kind of like in the way he paid homage to the great Robin Williams, but made the genie his own. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people and a lot of the audience members have talked about, because the genie is kind of the glue that kind of holds everything together. Mm -hmm. And if you got a bad genie, the movie's going to suck. Um, so another critic said there are efforts made, whether they're good faith or just market savvy, but to update Princess Jasmine into a people's champion who might prefer ruling to romance enough to make you wish Disney people had gone whole hog and just called the movie Jasmine. This was a critic who didn't like the movie and thought that um, it was more of a um, Jasmine like it focused too much on Jasmine. Like they basically leveled it out, but leveled it seemed like it they made the movie like we said earlier. Like it seemed like it was more balanced. I think it was balanced between the two, and I like that. And she did get two new songs. 
and it did talk about like you know not being silent and wanting to have her voice and we saw that feistiness in the animated movie and as a live person you know we find out that she doesn't want to be married she wants to be sultan so that came across because she's like i've been preparing for this as best as i could even though i'm, I'm locked in the palace but i do my research i have my maps you know i talk to people i'm educating myself and then jafar is just like but you lack experience that's one thing you just don't have and and at the end it was like well she she doesn't have experience but she, she can knows learn people you know and and she's her mother's daughter and so then her father gives her that trust that she becomes sultan and then she can change the law and do as she wants but i kind of remember that law thing being changed in the animated movie but i can't recall i will tell you what happened okay am i sultan or am i sultan i could change the law at will oh so the father changed it the father just changed it so she can marry anyone she wants and in this one she he just gives her and he he, gives her the power that he's a good man yeah he's a good man and she goes outside the walls and kisses him Mm mm-hmm yeah. So it's sweet. And uh, oh yeah, before I read the last critic, I just wanted I to say I don't want to read the last critic. Uh you're not going to read it, mm-hmm. but I will, but I was just going to say this. I did love the I did love the toying back and forth between um Jasmine and Aladdin. That was different from the movie how like like well basically instead of cutting off her hand, they asked for the bracelet off her hand. He didn't ask for it, but he was looking at it, and Aladdin's like, oh, this is what you really want. You no, know? I thought he asked for the bracelet. He didn't. He didn't, but and he so, was, like, looking at it. So like, he gave he the dude the bracelet it. and stole it back. Yeah. And then he had to bring it back to her, but the monkey stole it from Aladdin. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was great. It gave him a reason to keep going back to see her. Mm-hmm. I love that. And um, so the last critic says... He is not the last. You can go read the rest, but these are some of the ones I thought were kind of out there. The new telling brings little that feels essential, and the missing elements chiefly that controlled chaos and unbridled comedy of the late Robin Williams' vocal performance have given the film's candy-colored visual a palette a homesick pale. I don't, see, the critics you chose to quote, I don't even understand what they're trying to say. Like, to be honest, <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> I think they were just, I think this one was trying to find as many adjectives to throw in as possible. Adjectives and metaphors, or as we say, analogies. Um, because in this one, I disagree with him totally because, I mean, it's the same movie. They can't really stray too far, but they needed to make some corrections, which still, for me, emotionally and objectively, kind of brought back that, not nostalgia, but freshness. And we know the story, but as you said, it still kept you engaged, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if that was like a question. You Sorry, know. did I, I not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, no, I, I just, <laughs> I kind of. No, okay, but so they're trying to say like it missing Robin Williams. Actually, Will Smith brought in a great new feel, which I thought was great. And the puppeteering of Aladdin, breakdancing and all this stuff going really out there also was a great touch to the movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you don't remember that part in no, the dancing? No, I do. It's just like, it's really stupid to rehash the stuff with like Robin Williams because there's nothing you can do about it. He passed away. So yes. It's it's over. We don't need to keep rehashing. There's nothing that can be done. Like you can't resurrect the dead. So just grow up and let it go. Like 
Well, that's I what mean, I was that's saying. how I feel like it's there's no point in in lamenting that. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, and that's I think that's the reason why I wanted to really um I put that critic there and especially as the last one because why I mean, it has to be a new take on an old story, something that we've all seen before. And it's also something for for the the kids now. So you have to bring in the old generation and the new generation. And mm-hmm. I thought that was great and Will Smith did a great job. You had Naomi, Naomi Scott, a lot of the well, Power let's Rangers. Stop, you know, stroking, stroking, stroking. It's a good movie. See it with your family. Don't see it. It's up to you. But Disney's going to keep remaking. I'm very excited about the remake of the live action version of Lion King because that was one of the previews. I'm like, gots to see that. So, as well as they did with this one, even though they kind of failed me, I didn't even bother to see Dumbo and they failed me with Jungle Book. But I feel like Disney is kind of getting it right. So, I hope that Lion King will deliver as well. And on that note, I am your boy, Khalid. And I'm your girl, Jameen. Checking you out with a whole new world. Three wishes. What I need to make true. Mister. Mister. Tell me whatever you need. Anything where you range. Even climate can change. You ain't never had a friend like me. Just a lamp in the rub away from whatever you want. Habibi, let me show you the dream. Just whisper if you don't want to shut out what you need. But I promise you ain't never had a friend like me. Tell the angels and gods, pass the back of the bar. Make them travel from close, so make them travel from far. Well, this is your chance, man. Wish from the soul when I'm out of the land, man. I'm out of control. I got gold on my shoes. Temple with jewels. A room for watch.